Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Freeze Nation, what is good? It's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again, joined by the pettiest man alive, Mr. P Kid, all the way out in Narnia. I just keep giving different locations every day for where you at because nobody really knows. Everywhere but Batman's cave. I don't like that. But Batman's cave is right. But man, we got a show for you guys today, man. First official, unofficial, official, unofficial. Depth chart is out today, right? And so, um, I don't want to say overreactions to the depth chart here, but maybe, you know, a little bit of surprise to what we saw on that. We'll get into that. And then our biggest strengths and weaknesses heading into this season, talking about what the Bears are coming in uh, to the season with as their strong front and where they might need a little bit of work. And then finally, the NFL has dropped the top 10 list. So we got to get into that. And uh, top 10, top 10, top 10. Anytime I get an opportunity to just call Colin Cowherd a moron, which I, at this point, I, don't, I can't even fully blame him. Got to go to the whole crew. Like that whole show over there needs to be blown up. Uh, we'll get into that as well. It's not that bad of a show, Pat. No, no, no. That, that, like, like, bro, us making mistakes is smaller than that. And we don't have a crew. It's just us. There's not a crew in here with me today. Yeah, I, I will say for them to have millions of dollars. You know what I mean? All these technical directors and stuff like that. You think somebody have that more patched up, but apparently. But hey, you know, uh, we'll talk about all that more on today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Let's jump right into the show because well, let's do it. the depth chart has been released. And not to say that there's surprises on here. I don't think there's a ton of surprises. There's a couple of names that I was surprised about uh, where they're positioned at. But, I mean. But let's talk about that. Who were you surprised there's, at? There's some takeaways. Who were, who were you surprised at? That's actually a good one because you've been there. You've, you've been watching it. Uh, you, you've, you're up close and personal with it. Who were you surprised snuck onto the list? You want to know what? I'm surprised that Jack Sanborn is still the number one. That's really where most of my surprise is right now. It's not because I don't think Jack Sanborn's good. It's not because I don't think that Jack Sanborn is going to be effective. Um, because, right, I see Abaki already dropping it, right? Gibson and Bildor at the bottom. Bildor being at the bottom doesn't surprise me. He probably still makes the team as a special teams guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and uh, uh, Gibson, to me, is they, they run hockey lineups out there they're throwing <laughs> hockey lineups out there bro so there's probably going to be i think they'll probably still keep travis gibson i think there's still going to be more bodies on that on, on this thing by the mm. end of it so i'm not worried about it um but noah sewell has played really well he's he's played really really well to this point and seeing jack sanborn still be behind him even after tj edwards came out and said you know he was a guy that i that i think is playing really well a really good young guy love how he's attacking the game love how he's going about his business that one surprised me to see jack sanborn still up there just because we haven't seen what he looks like a ton next to tremaine tremaine edmonds next to tj edwards but again this is the first list 
That's why this is the unofficial. That's why this is the list that people aren't that worried about. That's why it's not a crazy deal, but it is still new. So we wanted to hit on it because there's some names on here that might not be where you thought they would be at this point. There's some names on here that you feel are. I think the number one name that uh, we all can speak to, it seems like Bayless Jones has won that job. He is the kick returner. He is the punt returner. And I think that a lot of people are surprised by that. I I am. I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect him to be on that list. And In fact, he's actually listed. Uh, hold on. Why is he listed right next to DJ Moore, though? He's also one of the one of the wide receivers that are going to be used that way, right? He's still a wide receiver on this team. He's still going to be utilized as a wide receiver on this team. He, I'd say this: he's catching the ball better. You got to utilize him in some routes because otherwise, every time he's on the field, I know it's a trick play. But he's, I mean, he's this just for preseason, right? Well, I mean, it, it could make it to the season if he keeps playing well, like this. This list right here. <laughs> well, listen, this list technically has already been updated because Schmitz is no longer on the team. We're rolling out with Cairo Santos out there. Yeah, I mean, so Cairo- where are my other two? Well, is is uh where, where Mooney at? Uh, you got to scroll down, dog. So the depth chart is broken down kind of where they would be. So it's like your, your, your X, Y, Z, all of that, right? So Chase Claypool is down there. Darnell Mooney oh, there is you on go. there. I'm just, just making sure. I'm just making DJ sure. DJ Moore's on there and Valus Jones behind him. But yeah, man, I, I'm just... I'm a little bit shocked to me to see that Noah Sewell isn't number one coming in at this point, and mostly just because we haven't seen Jack, and I don't think that Jack's that far ahead of Noah. I didn't hear that. Like you faded out. What did you just say? Oh, you? Did, I, I faded out. Is it in my back? You back? In my back? Okay. No, I was saying that I don't think that you know Jack Sanborn is is uh, uh, um, that far ahead of what Noah Sewell is right now. I think that, you know, he's 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 smart. He plays well. He's going to mm-hmm, be a good mm-hmm. guy on this team. But let's be honest, most Bears fans are in love with him because he was the smart guy that looks like Brian Urlacher a little bit. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Uh, was this one of those things where is it just, just because he's the rookie type situation? Probably. Probably. Not because he's rookie, like during the system, has yeah. you know what I mean? All of that, it, probably more so just because of that to me. Like, I, I don't think that it's I can't sit here and tell you anything major about Jack Sanborn because we haven't seen Jack Sanborn, we haven't seen Jack Sanborn on the field, we haven't seen him next to Tremaine Edmonds and Noah Sewell. Mm-hmm. We just haven't. And so, like, I can't sit here and tell you one way or another that a guy's going to be great. He's going to come out and dominate because I haven't seen him we do that at this point. Now, we saw him today. He is back at practice, right? Also saw Nate Davis back at practice as well. So good to see those two back in there. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, you know, I, I don't think that Noah Sewell is at a point where he can't win this number one job because mm-hmm. just been out there more. He's been the guy that's been more consistent to this point, been healthy to this point. And so we'll kind of see what that turns into. That's one for me that I'm really keeping my eye on. I think everything else about this list isn't crazy, right? Like Khalil Herbert wins the battle uh, of the number one uh, running back. I think we pretty much saw that happening um, coming into this. Travis Gibson and Bill Dorr possibly being in trouble. I saw a lot of people worried about that, just talked about that. Uh, Terrell Lewis with a shot to make this roster doesn't surprise me that much. You know, I, I think that this defense is kind of looking for depth, and I think that that's something that where Terrell Lewis, you bring him in 
Um, that could be something that is uh, – he could make this team legitimately. I think the one part that may be surprising is I think Dante Pettis is the odd man out. Mm-hmm. I think he's the wide receiver that doesn't end up making the roster because he has he's still on that NFI list. We haven't seen him put on pads, and Bayless Jones picked this time of year to have his best camp. I'm actually still kind of stuck on the Noah Sewell thing because, first of all, Noah Sewell is a dog. We know that. Um, and you made a great point about Jack Nolly ever. We haven't really seen him so much. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about this unofficial list. And for those in the chat, fill in a, a little bit as well. Um, at what point can this change between now and the start of the regular season? Because, and I ask this because we're not going to see much of this in preseason. Well, 90% of these names ain't going to be on here, right? You got a 90-man roster right now, 53-man make the team. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So so at the end of it. But we know these two names are going to be on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, know? No, Noah Sewell and Jack Sanborn are going to be on the roster. But I, I think, right, that, that depends on what they do in preseason. That's really what it's going to come down to. And it depends on the health of these guys. Listen, guys lose jobs over health all the time, especially when at, at the end of the day, Jack Sanborn's an undrafted free agent that the Chicago Bears signed that looked like he could play when there was nothing else on the field. Mm-hmm. Can you look like you can play when you got Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards standing next to you? Can you look like when you, you can play when you've got Yannick Ngakwe standing in front of you? Can you look like you can play when you got Eddie Jackson and and Jaquan Brisker coming up behind you? You know what I mean? Like it, it's I feel like in football more times than not. We try to use this in basketball, but to me, in basketball, it's harder, right? Well, of course, you're going to make all the buckets. You're the only one getting all the shots. Yeah, but that don't mean like they're not guarding me. Right, right, right. <laughs> In football, legitimately, if you're the only thing that shines in a pile of crap, sometimes that means you're just working the hardest. Sometimes that means that you just know where to be. We're now in a situation to be with Jack Sanborn and Noah Sewell where I can clearly see Noah Sewell is more talented athletically Mm -hmm. than Jack Sanborn is. Now it's going to come down to this. It's going to come down to the mind. It's going to come down to the brain, what he's going to be able to do um, and, and those situations, I think that that's probably the biggest thing to me that I look at with this Bears team right now and say, OK, who's going to end up edging this out? I think all the other ones, the, the, the other part that kind of catches my eye a little bit is the fact that Tyree Stevenson and Terrell Smith are both still, you know, kind of listed there as the number two guy who's going to win that cornerback battle. That's going to be another one to keep an eye on. That cornerback battle is going to be a fight throughout, uh, to me, much of preseason, much of training camp um, and heading into the season because Jalen Johnson's your one, Terrell Smith and or Tyreek Stevenson could be your two. And you just don't know which one is going to be there yet. For center is what I want to ask you about. We know uh, Lucas Patrick has had his ups and downs and stuff like that. Clearly, we have Cody White here starting there now. Uh, do you see that changing as he's, as his health, uh, as he gets back? I don't see court? much changing on the offensive line. I think that's pretty much the lineup they want to go with for comfortability. Uh, you can clearly tell that Nate Davis has his job at right guard because he's missed all this mm-hmm. time. He got the pads back in. He's right back in with the number ones. He, he felt healthy today and, and got an opportunity to go. Finally getting to see him next to Darnell Wright um, was good to see. Um, Lucas Patrick right now, it, it's tough, right, because this was his team all until the injury. And that's what I mean. Not being there can absolutely set you back. This was Lucas Patrick's offensive line. They built this line last season to be Lucas Patrick's offensive line. And because he wasn't healthy enough to stay out there, now it's not. 
Now mm-hmm. it's Cody Whitehair's offensive line again. And that time had moved past. And so now to me, right, like you're really looking to see kind of where where he fits in. And the good thing is, right, he's your sixth offensive lineman. He's still a really good guard. He's mm-hmm. st- I, th- I still think he could play center. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I really do think he could play some center. We haven't seen him get much run there in training camp to this point. But, I mean, like what we see him for four plays or, or like a half a drive on uh, that Patriots team before he ends up going out again. And we didn't see him anymore. Uh, now, Lucas Patrick was somebody who limped off to a family fest. But, again, they, they haven't said us anything major. But I think that your starting offensive line is pretty much set barring health. And mm-hmm. that's where things start to get scary to me. You know, the, the health of this team, I think, is so important because even – and we can, you know, keep it going to our strengths and weaknesses on this, but facts. to me what the, 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 the biggest weakness of this team that scares the crap out of me is depth. Every one of these – when you look at this team, on Madden, this is one of the best teams you can see. You look at the names at the front, DJ Moore, Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins, Cody White here, Nate Davis, Darnell Wright, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, Justin Fields, Khalil Herbert, Kari plays the game at the fullback, Chase Claypool, right? All snap. We got an offense that's going to be humming. Because in Madden, guess what? You lose a guy and you got another guy right there in franchise mode that you probably didn't built up and he can go back in. We don't have that right now. And so if we lose one body on this offensive line, I'm now terrified. Because we're back to where we started last season. We lose Nate Davis. We got Jatari Carter. And or Lucas Patrick. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Listen, if Tevin goes out, Alex Leatherwood has it under wraps. Terrifying. <laughs> I don't even know if he could play. You know what I mean? Like Larry Bourne is Larry Bourne. He was like, he was, what was he, the 10th overall pick? I don't even know if he can play. Like, I've seen him out there. He looks okay when he's out there. But it's it's one of those things that the depth of this team, to me, is the biggest weakness because all of the front-line names are great. Even on the defensive side, right? Demarcus Walker, Justin Jones, Andrew Billings, Yannick Ngakwe. I think defensive line now has a little bit more depth, but all your depth is really up the middle. You lose Demarcus Walker, you're quickly at Dominique Robinson. And I think that's why a guy like Travis Gibson might probably still m- will make this team and why they'll keep more defensive ends because yeah. I think they want to do those hockey lineups. They want to keep guys fresh because you quickly get to those names where you're like, all right, here we go. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, I my biggest weakness for this Bears team coming into the season right now is the depth. I think the one room you have depth in is the DB room. And that's where I feel the 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 safest at, right? If we lose Jalen Johnson, I feel like you got two DBs on this team, young guys, rookies, and Terrell Smith and Tyreek Stevenson, who are going to be able to put their stamp on the league pretty quickly here, especially with the front line help that they're going to have. Um, Kyler Gordon's still in there. You know, I, I think that he's a guy that's going to be doing well in the slot. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the room that you feel safest at, Brisker, Eddie Jackson, all of that. You look at that linebacker room, I told y'all, man, listen – you, you got four, and and that middle linebacker position goes down all the time. Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, Noah Sewell, Jack Sanborn. Those are your guys. You lose Jack Sanborn, you got Noah Sewell. You lose TJ Edwards, you got Demarcus Gates. I will say this. We still have some cash available. Yeah, I know. I know. We still have some cash available. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that we have the best guards out there on the market. You know, Um What's uh Justin? No, 
All right, maybe maybe I'm I'm reaching there. I'm reaching. Never mind. We'll leave that one alone. All right, clearly I was about to reach at this point. I was about to really reach. Body at this point, I think you your team is what your team. And here's the thing: some of this we're just gonna go into the season with guys. Hit that like button. Sixty four people up in here. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page, man. But some of this we're just going into the season with. That's okay. Ryan Poles literally said we're gonna add an edge rusher. We're gonna you know try our best to be competitive with all of that. And then at the end of it, he was like, "There's still gonna be holes." Yeah. Even with what we're talking about now, I have to give him credit where credit is due. He's put together a great team. Uh, he's put together a good team in a short amount of time, which was a great thing. A to great do. based on where we were at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's pe- keep that into perspective. So I can't I can't. Necess- and he set the proper expectations. Like you said, he's always he's already said that there were going to be some gaps there. And uh, we were already concerned about the uh, defense. He shared that up. Now it's one of those things where, you know, the funny thing is you're only talking about our offensive line if someone gets hurt, which is a good probability. We understand that. But, you know, at one point we were talking about our offensive line, period. <laughs> you know, there was no if someone got hurt. It was just as a whole, you trash. So at this point, you know, we it's a step ahead. And I, I, I love to see it. No, 100%. And I think the main thing for me is this: this is me being overly concerned. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is me, right? Like, this is me being overly concerned, but it's also this is the NFL. That's a real possibility. Yeah. It's a real possibility that guys get hurt in a collision sport. This ain't just contact. These must get in a car accident on every play. And you've got two guys on your line to me in, uh, uh, um, in Tevin Jenkins and in Cody Whitehair that are in question to me. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, Cody Whitehair has been healthy most of his career. It wasn't last year, and that's the. I, I I said this with Tevin when he got drafted, and he had the back issues coming in. Them dudes is too big, and when I say too big, like they huge people, like yeah. legit. Like when you see these Muslim clothes, like we got we. By the way, I can't drop that news right now. Tune into the Chicago Bears podcast tomorrow. You, you see, you see how large the difference is. Tune in tomorrow, but dog, like six seven is large. It's a <laughs> like, big dude. Bro, like you, you think is, and here's the thing: you probably everybody has met people in their life that they think are six seven. They're probably six three, six four. Mm-hmm. Six seven is like you looking at this dude, like, hey, bro, that's not normal. You definitely where, looking up, like, where you get that from? How did you like grow to that? So, like, Tevin Jenkins, Cody White here, guys like that, they're too big to sustain injury and just come back perfect. Mm-hmm. And so I do have concerns, even right. Our backup is Lucas Patrick. Alex Leatherwood, I guess I should be less concerned about him, except for the fact that my man's had mono. I thought we got rid of that. <laughs> I, I thought mono and scurvy yeah. was in the same family. Like, don't no, you? No, dog, it, it happens. You, it you happens. Can, who's, who's catching mono? Like, what's up with the – it's only NFL players, bro. You never heard about this in basketball. I don't well you ain't heard one NBA player be like, hey bro, I got mono today, bro. I ain't even think you still could catch that, bro. I thought I thought mono was done with, bro. Like, stop playing with me, bro. You can't tell me you've met one person in your life that caught mono, bro. <laughs> Some of the comments still think the linebacker room is thin. 100 percent I told y'all you lose Jack Sanborn, you had Noah Sue. Noah Sewell, I, I like Noah Sewell. I think he he should be higher on this depth chart right now. I do. I like him because I've seen him out there. He's a rookie. There's a reason he's not. 
but I don't disagree with you. I do think that this this linebacker room is is thin. You've got your starters and legit right after that. You're going to Demarcus Gates, Dylan Cole, Micah Bakersville, Buddy Johnson, and Keong Dang. The only Dang we acknowledge here in Chicago is Luol. Uh, you know what? I'm still not as I'm not as concerned because Noah Sue we all feel is is very capable. Dylan Cole is very capable. Uh, all right, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know who Dang is. Um, Dylan Cole I'm, is Dylan Cole's a nice. You know, he's he's, he's yeah, a, like I. He's a rotational piece. Dylan Cole is a guy that is what he's on the depth chart for. Uh, you can slide hey, in there if you need to, but you don't want to. Dang from three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, this is uh, the one thing I will say is overall, we feel a lot better about this team now than we did previously, and I can't state that enough. I think there will still be more changes. Half, like you mentioned, half these names are not going to be there. There's some people whose name I've never seen a day in my life. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know who this guy is at the end of this list. I hope he does well. This, um, hey, dog, it's it's wild, right? Because there's some times where you just at camp. When you see the double number, you just know one of them's not going to make it. That's like, crazy. They gotta you gotta feel some type of way about that. Hey, bro, you see, we saw we saw thirty seven special teams, thirty seven defense. I said, well, special teams probably ain't making it, man. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, like thirty seven special teams didn't make You're it. Talking about Andre Schmidt. Yeah, Schmitz, Schmitz, or however you say that. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he probably not gonna make it, dog. Yeah. Oh, he did. He got cut today. Man, he didn't make it, dog. <laughs> Rakim says what team really walks around with more than four linebackers let's be real no I, I agree with you but what I'm saying is do we have four I like Noah I Sue. Got four. There's, there's a difference right I like Noah Sue that doesn't mean that he's going to pan out I've liked a lot of players <laughs> I like what I see from Noah Sue one of our top videos on the channel is Antonio Blakeney is exactly what the Chicago Bulls need this man couldn't get on the court or not Antonio Blakeney what was the little dude uh uh I definitely didn't say that about Antonio Blakeney. are you talking about the Bulls yeah uh, Devon Dotson yeah bro I, I was like oh you know like I've liked he didn't even make the team hey bro I, I thought I thought Mitch year two was gonna be white Cam Newton he didn't that video really team. exists on this channel I've gotten a lot better in my football evaluation over the years, by the way. That was a lot. <laughs> the, the fatter I've gotten, the better my football evaluation has gotten. That's what it is. That's how I'm getting. I'm I, I think I think it's just the more you've worked in the, in the actual building, the better your evaluations have gotten. Well, yeah, that's that's the other thing, too, dog. Seeing this is. person is a whole different thing, man. Um, it's a whole different thing. Oh, by the way, and, and y'all want to know how much of a whole different thing it is? I had to give credit to the punter because he kicked the ball the other day and I swear he was standing there like the 15 and it landed like two feet in front of the goal line. And I was like, bro, I, I'll never agree with drafting a punter, but what did you just do? <laughs> <laughs> we drafted Trenton Gill. Hey, he kicked the mess out of that ball, dog. I ain't going to lie to you, man. I hey, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page, man. We're going to keep this thing moving along. Not much Bears news today, but there is NFL news that we want to jump into, man. So Here we go. Yeah, I like this. Y'all for showing love. Now, now Kid gets to get in his bag, man, because I, and this is the best part behind the scenes. Kid don't care about the last. And none of us care about the bottom of this depth chart. It's not just Kid. Nobody cares. And, and I know y'all think some of these players we got on here care. They be rocking and all that. They be talking about. Nobody cares about the second 37. 
right? So we had to do this because this is news for the day. But realistically, nobody cares about these bottom dudes. Uh, but the top 100 is finished as 10 through 1 was announced. Yep. And, I mean, listen, we got to talk about it because there's some uh, – there's two two Kansas City Chiefs or th- I'm sorry three Kansas City Chiefs in here. Pat Mahomes, I think we all agree is the best player in the NFL, right? Like if you don't agree with that, I'm fighting you at this point. Like I, you know what? Here's the one thing I will I will argue. I don't think QBs should always be are should always be considered the best player from like an athletic standpoint. Like I, I do feel like you should tier it. Like, yeah, but I think this. I know what I mean is it should be position based. This is. I think it should be a position based thing as opposed to mixing them all in. I think that does a huge disservice for you know different linebackers and stuff like that, different DBs. Like, like, like. I I really do feel like we we always put the QB as the number one player there, but it's like on defense. That matters. Like, there's so. some athletes over there that's huge, right? You know, I don't think so because Aaron Donald's been the the, t- the number one player on this list a couple of years before, I believe. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure everybody and their mama would tell you that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. Yeah, no, I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but it's like <laughs> the players. I, I, I feel like it's not position based. <laughs> you, you, all right, so for instance, hear, hear me out. I don't think Jalen Hurts is number three in the NFL. Well, you got a personal vendetta against Jalen Hurts. It's not personal. Ain't nothing about it personal. (laughs) Jalen Hurts and Kobe White took a chick from you one day. Older than these guys. Ain't no way they did that. (laughs) Like, like, it's nothing personal, bro. (laughs) Hey, you way older than Kobe White. If Kobe White took a chick from you, just give up. Hey, hey, I'm 10 years older than Kobe White. If he took a chick from me, then guess what? I, boy, I'm just saying. Is I'm just Justin saying Jefferson number two? I think Pat Mahomes is easily number one. Is Justin Jefferson the second best player in the NFL? This is where my first question came in. I can I can get with you on Jalen Hurts maybe not being three, but I think he does need to be up there. But is Justin Jefferson the second best player in the NFL? Absolutely. Man was about to break his make history again. <laughs> it's just tough for me because it's like. Hey, you see? Hey, listen. All right, so here's some Kirk smoke. I look back to some. I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. I believe he gets a really, really bad rep. But some of them passes, I was like, Kirk, why you throw that? He, <laughs> why you throw that? He, he, and that boy went up there and got that joint. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, that's a that's a receiver he right gets, there. He gets the rep of somebody who he gets. Kirk Cousins gets the rep of somebody who. It's almost hurting that you have a player as good as Justin Jefferson is because there's so many times where, right? Like we give Joe Burrow credit for saying Jamar down there somewhere. Throw it. But, but just, you know, they, Kirk just basically is doing the same thing with Justin Jefferson. And we, we got a little, little uh, flack for him. But I also don't think that, I, I don't know. Justin Jefferson is amazing. I'm not sitting here telling you he's not. He's absolutely the best wide receiver in the NFL. I'm off of that because D basically just took two years off. And then uh, I think, I think there's still an argument. The fact that, um, Devontae Adams is not in the top 10 is kind of crazy to me, 
because with everything they went through last year, I believe Devontae Adams still had 1,600 yards. Easy money. Like, that's kind of crazy that he's not in the top 10 to me. I think Joe Burrow being lower than Jalen Hurts is crazy to me. I mean, hey, there's only one person on this list who made Patrick Holmes say, oh, I'm tired of them talking. But this is it's it's tough, though, right? Because I can't give Pat Mahomes credit and like take that away because that's what everybody keeps saying with Jalen Hurts, right? Like the thing we gave Pat Mahomes credit for in the first year is, of course, he was able to win with this team. He had Tyreek Hill and this offensive line and Travis Kelsey and the Honey Badger on defense. Like, of course, they were able to get to the Super Bowl. I can't give him that credit and then take it away from Jalen Hurts when I still thought that Pat Mahomes was one of the best players we had seen winning that Super Bowl. I'm here. Patrick yeah, I mean, Mahomes without his – by the way, Patrick Mahomes without his number – well, I – Number one weapon to read his, his number one receiver, Pat Mahomes without Tyreek Hill proved to everybody who's, that, who's hey, still a top 10 player. By the way, dog. I'm still that dog. Stop playing with yeah. me. You know what I mean, still but a top I, 10 player, but I won a championship. Gonna, I'm not gonna kill Jalen Hurts for being successful on a good team, yeah. But success is a team game. All now, we're of talking it about is. the player, all the of it, player is. and himself. Hey, listen, the player himself. I don't think Jalen Hurts is a better QB than Joe Burrow, which to me means he's not a he shouldn't be ranked higher. I think that team collectively they came together. That line was was crazy. Of course, all that stuff it just worked. They had they was lightning in the bottle. It hit. I do not expect the Eagles to be back in the Super Bowl. But here's the tough part, right? Here's the tough part. Joe Burrow, to me, has a better offense, and has has better options. I think his three is better than what Philly has, even though, right, we splitting hairs at that point. <laughs> we splitting hairs, but he's also got Joe Mixon. He's also got, you know what I mean? Like, it, like we splitting hairs at that point. But, like, if we're going to break it down that much, like, listen, Joe Burrow, 4,400 yards last season, 35 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 100 QB rating. Justin or Jalen Hurts, 3,700 yards, 22 to 6, 101 QB rating. I don't see Jalen Hurts being better than Josh Allen. No, he is. Josh Allen. Josh Allen's wild, right? Josh Allen. Nobody talks about this. Josh Allen is good. He's cold. I'm not gonna lie to you. He's a top ten player in the NFL. He really is. He really is. But Josh Allen is on par as far as turnovers go with Justin Fields. No, he's on par with Dak. No, he's worse. He's better. He's worse than Dak. Oh, wait, like wait a minute up. now. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute no, now. No, I'm saying not, not as a player. I'm saying he's got more turnovers in two years than Dak Prescott does, which is crazy to say because Dak, right? But he's on par with Justin Fields. And Justin Fields, we've literally just been – the two years that we've had him, he's been a rookie quarterback with zero offensive line, zero wide receiver help, zero run game. Well, he got, he got – well, even last year, right, like not zero run game, but he became the run game and – you're on par with that as far as being a guy that's that's allowing turnovers. Like that's like I I I'll take Jalen Hurts over over. You know why Josh Allen gets the credit though, even though I do feel he's I, I agree with you he because, has more turnovers than Dak still, over the last two years because we still remember that he sucked, and now it's like oh he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Like that's a long jump. Still. Well, when you put up. 330 touchdowns in the last three years. I mean, 130 plus touchdowns in the last three years. Hold on. Let me do that math again. 
No, that's not. That's that's 30, 30, 30. All right, it's public school. Never mind. Well, you put up about 110 touchdowns in the last three years. Like, hey, you see how that number went down? But it's, we, put up, we put up 110 touchdowns plus in the last three years. You tend to forget the fact that he turned that ball over 10 times one season, 15 times, 14 times. The only reason why Josh Allen gets a better rep than Dak Prescott is because when he threw 14 touch uh, INTs, he threw 35 touchdowns. When Dak threw 15 INTs, he threw 23. You know, that gap right there is important. You I'm know, trying that to, gap I'm trying is important. To see, uh, I'm trying to see fumbles lost because that boy, that boy be fumbling, boy. I tell you that much right now, boy. That yeah, boy, but he run a lot. He be let. Hey, listen, that's the, that don't, that's no, it, it's, it's not, I, I, it's not an excuse. I'm just, it's, it's not an excuse. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. So last year alone, so he threw 14 interceptions last year. He fumbled the ball 13 times. How many for loss? Uh, eight. If I'm doing the math, right. yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot right there. That's a lot. Yeah, eight, eight. So he he had he had five of them that he recovered, and thirteen. Right, public school. Shut up. Yeah, I'm right. Anyway, uh, and then he did the same thing the season before. He had eight. He only recovered two. So you got to add on to his turnover total, which is 29 just for interceptions alone. The fact that he also had 14 fumbles in that as well. And and that's two years. That's just in two years. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's a re I would take Jalen Hurts over him because I think that Josh Allen has that team. And granted, he's got to go through the AFC. It's a lot harder going through the AFC. But I think that Josh Allen has a team that we talk about as being on par with what Philadelphia has, right? The receiving room, um, the run game, the defense, the defense for sure. And Jalen Hurts in his first year having that took that team to a Super Bowl and his second year as a starter. And Josh Allen did that and still hasn't been to a Super Bowl yet. I also am, am a very realistic person. I feel like when you have more attempts, you open yourself up for more turnovers. And so the simple fact that Josh Allen is slinging that field, he threw that ball a hundred and, and what, 10, 15 times more than, um, probably, uh, probably, you know, I mean, he'd be running too, though. That's what, that's what must be sleep on. Josh Allen be taking off out here. He could, he, dang, Josh Allen attempted 567 passes. The year before he took 646. Jesus, that man be so. Uh, hey, we're, hey, I don't even feel like we're comparing the two right because I don't think Jalen Hurts has had a season where he also took over. the last two years so that we can kill the running quarterback stigma, right? Because Josh Allen's not a running quarterback because he throws the ball a ton. He also ran the football 124 times for 762 yards. Okay, so we're gonna we're not gonna change the running QB moniker because see what you just said? He he threw for 646 times, so he threw it a ton, which means that he did his primary job was to sit back and throw. He ran on the side. There's some mugs who run first, or we know that that's the biggest threat you are, and passing is just secondary. And so we don't have to get very specific about that, but Jalen Hurts was kind of that guy the season before. Now, last season, nice. You know, they, they, it worked out. He still only threw that ball, but he still threw that ball 100 passes less. Hey, j- just just to put that into uh, perspective, Lamar Jackson in 2021, because he didn't play. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me get it. 
I'm trying to find a seat. Dang, this man don't be there. Oh, no, I'm right. Yeah, no, 2021. Uh, only ran it 20 times more. Lamar only ran it how many times? 20. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 20 in what season? 2021. 2021. How many games he play? Uh, Don't worry, I got you. He played 12. 2021, he played 12 games. He only ran it 20 times. If I'm going by your numbers, but I'm just looking at something else. How many yards did he get? When you take away him running, how many yards did he get? 726 yards. Russia. No, I'm talking about... Um, how many you, passing you, yards did he have? How many passing yards did Lamar Jackson get? Just solely passing. Uh, that season, Lamar Jackson had 2,882 yards. It's funny. The season, he, he was injured. He got injured. He only played 12 games. And that was the second highest passing total he's had in his career. Now, you can sit there and say, well, what if you played all game? You can't do that. If, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. He wasn't there. He wasn't available. But, that, but I'm just letting you know. But 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 that's what you was gonna do for the Russian stats. File checkmate. No, it's not. No, I'm not. <laughs> that was a long play game. It was a it's long. Not a long play game at all. Out for it. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's absolutely a running back. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say. You can call it whatever you want to call it until that man can throw consistently over 3,200 yards, which he's never done, by the way. I ain't trying to hear it. Hey, he won MVP uh, off of 31, though. Hey, listen, I'm happy he did it. <laughs> I bet he won't do it again. Not like hey, that. Man. It won't hey, happen man. again like that. Hey, man, we'll see. He got OBJ now. Hey, <laughs> listen. Uh, let's keep going through this list, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know who's not top 10 on this list? <laughs> yeah, he definitely not top 10 on this list. <laughs> he hey, he's not even top 15. definitely not top 10 on this list. Uh, let's keep going through this list, dog. Let's. Was there anybody else on this list? I, I'm still surprised by that. Michael Parsons is is nine. I would put Michael Parsons probably as the second best player in the NFL. See, that's what I'm talking about, though. Like separating it by position. I don't think it's fair that you have to compare Michael Parsons to Patrick Mahomes. They affect the game in two different ways. Yeah, but it's about the in, how much of the game you affect. And he, to me, he affects more the game than Justin Jefferson does. Justin Jefferson is affecting the game, but it's all dependent on Kirk Cousins getting him that thing. Yeah, but Michael Parsons would well, I can't say never because I mean he could have interception stuff like that. But blowing it's so many people who never score a touchdown as linebackers. Like, <laughs> here's, here's the tough part. I'm pretty sure Michael Parsons. I'm pretty has. sure he has. That's sure why he has I'm not gonna say never. I'm pretty sure he has a touchdown. <laughs> um, was it a fumble recovery or something like that? Fumble recovery and a touchdown. I think he does have one. Or int. But but still, like his his whole game plan is to stop the opposing team. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's game plan is you got to stop me from scoring. Like I I just don't think it's it's it should be a defensive team. It should be an offensive team. 
He got a touchdown last year. He had 13 and a half sacks. He's been in the league two years. He has 26 and a half sacks already. He's been in the game two seasons. He has 26 and a half sacks. Right? He doesn't have an interception. Must have been a fumble recovery. He's got three fumble recoveries last year. One of them was a touchdown. Wasn't that against us? I feel like that was against us. Now I'm thinking about it. I feel like that was the Justin Fields backwards snap. Yep, Frank Frank also confirmed it there. Yeah, I thought that was the case. Thought he had one against us. But uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's one of those things to me where, right, like when I'm talking about how a guy affects the game, I think that Micah affects the game more so to me than anybody else on this list than a Tyreek Hill, than a Joe Burrow, because it's all based on what he does. Like, that's why I can give Pat Mahomes credit, right? Because, yes, guys have to catch the ball, but we've seen Pat Mahomes just put guys in great positions. We've seen Pat Mahomes turn wide receivers that aren't great wide receivers into, oh, snap, you can go win a Super Bowl with this guy. So, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I see why they do it, right? Also, Chris Jones coming in at 10, by the way, which I think. But Miles Garrett and uh, Aaron Donald, are two defensive players, two juggernauts. Yep. Who to me impact the game more and should be top 10. If you want if you put them if you put it in respect to their position, yeah. there's no way you ignore like you can't ignore Miles Garrett. You no. definitely can't ignore Aaron Donald. No. So like how is it that they don't even they they are beat out on top 10? It's only one. It's only two defensive players and eight offensive players. Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't give you an answer on why he's not in there because if, if I'm not mistaken, Miles Garrett has 16 sacks last season, didn't he? Where's T.J. Watt? Where's you know what I'm saying? Like the the pass rushers in this game to me, like now this is an angle you didn't even expect me to take. I just don't think. I'm not. I can't disagree with it because the people who are on the top the people 10 that are voting it are players. Yeah, they're players. Like that, I can't disagree with it. I just so think that Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett right now is twenty. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick eighteen. Max Crosby seventeen. Um, Devontae Adams is thirteen. Aaron Donald is eleven. Aaron Donald outside of the top ten is crazy to me too. Even though he deb- I, like, is that the debated retirement thing though? Like, I don't know if that's the mm. case on that. I don't know. You know what also gets me? Jonathan Taylor being ranked so low. That don't kill me. He had a he had a down year last year. He was the entire Colts offense. <laughs> I, think, I think, and and this might be a, a hard take to say because of his age, but to me, you've seen the best of Jonathan Taylor. Have fun. When you run somebody like that, that isn't a freak of nature, you rarely see them be able to bounce back. There's not many people that can get run as hard as he got run. I think he had 326 carries that season. You, you talk about Derrick Henry. You talk about Adrian Peterson. Like it's like Derrick Henry, and then I got to go back in history to guys. <laughs> it's like Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, and then some dudes in history. You don't get run that much and come back the same dude. And you saw it last year. Now, granted, the offensive line is not the same. the The team that was in front of him was not the same. The quarterback play was definitely not the same. Um, and so all of those things are factors, but. I, I think you might have seen the best of what you're going to get out of Jonathan Taylor 
probably in his career because those are those are the reasons why you you look at running backs and at the end of the day you go oh yeah we can't pay that guy because we ran him like that and now you're starting to see a drop off happen was it now he might come back the next season and prove me completely wrong yeah was there anyone on the entire top 100 you thought was just ranked way too low not that the entire list is out um I mean, Aaron Donald. I, I I legitimately think, and I don't know if people talk about him in this way. I know I do. Uh, and when I have football conversations with certain people, they do. I legitimately think Aaron Donald might be the best defensive player we've seen. When you take into account his size, his stature, and being in the middle, he's not on the edge. He don't get to like do a swim move to get around you. Mm-hmm. He got to go through you. He legit might be the best defensive player we've seen as far as linemen. For me, it's always going to be Dion because Dion could be like, hey, put me in on offense this play. I'm going to go do it. <laughs> so I always think that Aaron Donald is too low. Um, Miles Garrett, to me, I do think is too low. I have – I mean, listen, if if you want to go with guys that you think are – It's going to hurt me to say this considering where we are. But Aaron Rodgers is way, way too low on this list, dog. <laughs> that man's that man's like fifty-one. <laughs> like, it ain't fifty players better than Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, dog. I can't give you that. Yeah, I can't do that. In the league, better than Aaron Rodgers is crazy. I'm not gonna lie to you. Nah, man, I, can't, I can't give you that. They're going whole league, right? I guess it's tough, right? Because I think we just know what Aaron is, but it's also the talent. Like you, you would never have said fifty players are better than. Then, uh, uh, um, why can't I think of this fool's name right now? Peyton Manning, right? Like that was the pinnacle of he can win all these games. He can get to the playoffs. He's not going to win. He got a Super Bowl, but then, right, he kept going with the same you did. Like Cam Jordan, uh, Sertan, uh, Reddick, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's a tough one for me. That is a tough one for me. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, no, nah, I can't do that one, dog. I'm sorry. They're talking about Aaron Rodgers going to the Super Bowl now just simply because he's on a different team because Zach Wilson couldn't get it done. Like, anyone who has that level of impact on a particular team, well, you're already saying, hey, listen, let's let's fire up the uh, the Super Bowl jerseys. You, It's not 51 people better than that guy or 50 people better than that guy. I'm sorry. you can't. It can't be. I think here's the wild question. If I'm not mistaken, is Justin Fields the only bear to make this list? Yes, he is. Tremaine Edmonds? DJ Moore? He didn't make it as a bear. You got to make it as a bear. He's a bear now. <laughs> yeah, He's a bear now, but it's based off of last season, all right? So he yeah, didn't make, still, they're going based off that projection. He's, he, he, didn't, he wouldn't necessarily yeah, be a so, bear. I don't even think he's on the list. Am I am I saying that wrong? Like, isn't it based off of last season? It's based off of last season, but it's heading into this season. Yes, he is. I was expecting to see Tremaine. That's crazy. No DJ Moore. DJ Moore is not one of the top one hundred players in the NFL. Ain't that crazy? Devontae Smith is. Well, I agree with that. <laughs> Listen, I I agree with that. You think Devon? Uh, you think he's that much better than DJ Moore? I don't think he's that much better, but I do think he's better. Okay, I can live with that. I, that's that's crazy. 
That's crazy. There's only Justin Fields is the only bear to make this. And I get it. Justin Fields did something historic last year. Um, something that only one of three quarterbacks has ever done. But and I'm not sitting here clamoring for half the team to be on this list, right? Jalen Johnson shouldn't be here. None of our offensive line should be here. None of our running backs should be here. Ninety percent of our defense shouldn't be here. But man, that that's kind of crazy to me that you can't get DJ Moore and Tremaine Edmonds on this list. Tremaine Edmonds, a key part of that linebacking core that was in Buffalo and DJ Moore. I mean, like. I I will say, rightfully so, now that you named all the all the people that shouldn't be on the list, San Francisco got a lot of people on this list. Oh, yeah. They, 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 I guess that also goes right. represented well. Winning also goes into it. Because <laughs> right, like Miles Garrett just Miles Garrett had 16 sacks last season. He's he's 19th, I believe. Yeah, I mean, like it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, my Miles Garrett is 20th. He had 16 sacks last season. <laughs> Even Detroit has multiple players on his list. <laughs> hey man, you gotta win games, I guess. You gotta win games at the end of the day. That's what it all comes down to. Um Bobby Wagner, 62. And this is the weird part, right? This is voted by the players. This is voted by the players. This is not media doing this. This is not none of that, dog. Like, this is this is voted by the players. So I, I gotta know how they vote, though. Like, I gotta really see that voting process because it's probably, from what I've seen, it ain't like they got a comprehensive comprehensive list and they put them in order one individually. It's just like, oh, who do you think is this? And then people just like, like, because in in conversation, if I'm with you. And we're talking about like our faith. Let's just go to basketball just for a second comes, uh, argument. Yeah. And we're talking about top shooting guards. We probably sit there and think of Zach and, and D book and stuff like that. Then they'd be like, well, how do you feel about uh Bradley Bill? Like, oh, I forgot about Bradley Bill. Like, so how does that work? Like, is it automated? Is it like a little checklist? Like, what are they doing and what is the setting? Because I don't believe the league, the players put Aaron Rodgers at 51. And I don't believe they put Justin. You know what, though? I will say this. There's a lot of players in this league that don't don't like hear Aaron because of the playoff stuff, because of seeing what happened in San Francisco at home, because or or seeing what happened against San Francisco at home because of seeing right. There's a lot of players that I think in this league right now are just like, hey, man, it's over. Like, I don't believe going to the Jets is going to save your career. Now y'all might be crazy. Hey, y'all want to know what's what's crazy though? It's even crazy. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Kirk Cousins beat out Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott. Who? Kirk Cousins beat out Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, all the people that they said he was uh, he was worse than. He beat all of them out from the players' perspective. That's gross. But not in your pipe and smoke it. <sighs> I, I agree with Cam Jordan. He makes the right decision, but a second too slow. <laughs> hey, apparently he makes it fast enough to be better than Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> better than Dak Prescott, better than Jared well, Goff. Dak, I can live with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, are we really, are we really thinking that? Like, Dak Prescott is just Black Kirk Cousins. They the same dude, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm not. He's about to set like, me up for a really bad segue into that joke. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. I'm gonna let that fly. I'm gonna let that one fly. Let that one go. Let that one go. Let that one slide. Hey man, let's fly. keep this thing moving along. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Um, 
let's finish it off on this. And it's a tough part, moment to finish it off on, but it is what it is because um, Colin Cowherd's a moron. And that, that's not how you set your segue into that. Oh, uh, no, that's exactly how I segue into that because I've said this for a while now. I get it that you can't sit there and have a full understanding on every topic. You can't sit there and proofread every bit of information that comes across your desk. You just can't. It's impossible to do when you're covering all sports. And he he covers all of these guys, right? He covers all of these teams. And I understand how that how hard that is because we cover four teams for the most part, even though I do cover the entire NBA on Locked On NBA. But we cover four teams for the most part, and it's very hard. Like, I have to focus on everything that's happening with a 53-man roster and focus on everything that's going on with the Bulls and focus on, you know, the White Sox being an absolute disaster and focus on the Cubs and how they're streaking and the young guys that they're looking to bring up. And, and so I can see how things can get through the cracks. I can't. I can't see how things can get through the cracks when you have that much money behind a production. You want to know the difference in all that is? Kyler Cowherd. Uh, like, like I, I wish I could turn this around and show this, y'all. Like, I'm in here by myself right now. And I'm sitting here with seven screens open, fact-checking stuff. Colin Cowherd comes out today. Gives his list on quarterbacks that can never win a Super Bowl. That were drafted since 2013. Name on that list is Dwayne Haskins who can't win a Super Bowl because he was killed 18 months ago by a semi-truck. And my issue is not with Colin because I do genuinely believe that he didn't see that name on the list until he read it live on TV. But you got to call somebody out. You got to say clearly there's an error on our part. Clearly there's something that that somebody missed here because that's not okay. We apologize for that. You got to do that live on the air. You can't just brush past that. You can't just move past that. And it's it's one of those things that yet again tells me that you're not taking the time to do your research. You're not taking the time to dive deep into what you're talking about that day. It's just you, Colin. I can sit here in a solo screen and I'm going to have hours of research on it. You want to know why? Because the only thing that I'm doing during the day is talking sports. What you doing every day? Talking sports. Now, granted, much bigger scale. You running the whole thing. I get all of that, all the business stuff that goes into that. You're doing that too. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to this mic. And what you say on this mic. And the only issue that I have with what he did today and why I think that he's an idiot just today, because I think he's an idiot most days, is because he doesn't call out his graphics guy in that moment. He doesn't call out the people. And I get it. Oh, it's your team. You're trying to protect it. No, no, no. That ain't the time to protect somebody. You ain't got to call them out by name. But, hey, clearly there's a clerical error that went out here. We want to apologize for that. Let's get that list off the screen. You sitting there still trying to make the point. Come on, dog. You better than that. I, I do have to ask. I wonder if this is one of those moments where uh, the writer strike actually impacts those type of shows. I wonder if that's what the situation is. Because to me, it looked like a sabotage. Like, you're right. Colin, in the moment, 
probably didn't know, under, didn't recognize what was happening. He's in the moment. He's going. He like, when we do these shows live, yeah. we, we've been there. We say something like, oh, dad. Like, and in his production, trying to correct it in real time is it's a hard pivot. But that would be the equivalent of Joe putting it up there after researching it. Steph looking at it, researching it. AD looking at it, saying, yeah, that's good to go. Like somebody sabotaged that. I highly doubt. Like is what I can agree. He has some bad takes. I can agree that he, he has horrible takes. I don't like his sports. He has horrible takes. But I, I, I some of this stuff I actually it. agree with. This ain't but, a take at this. Point. You know, I don't think of him as that type of a low. I don't think he'd go that low, because that's a low joke. Because in all actuality, like you said, he can't win. He passed. Yeah. All right. So to me, that's like a sabotage moment. I don't. And here's the thing. I'm not even sitting here telling you that he has him on the list on purpose. What I, my issue is that you ha, th- this is not the first time we've seen Colin Cowherd. Now, not to this extent, but we've seen Colin Cowherd just sound like he don't know what he's talking about because he's reading something off a piece of paper. Or he's reading something off of a list on a computer in front of. Him. You know what I mean? So, like, for for me. I'm not going to sit here and I can't shoot you bail on that. The name Dwayne Haskins comes up. And the first thing I think about is he's dead. The second you saw that name on the list, you should at least skipped over it. You just file, file, file. Okay. Now you didn't accidentally read it. Now you down this rabbit hole. First thing you should still be thinking is, wait a minute. Dwayne Haskins ain't alive. Now you got to go through the process of, Hey, this is a clerical. He went to the next point. He just, oh, yeah, we're just going to keep breaking down football. Nah, it's not the time to do that, dog. And I think that it's it's not only disrespectful to the mic. So to this moment, he up. has not issued uh, an apology or anything like that? I, as far as I know, I haven't seen anything. Because uh, I can see why he would move on to the next point. I don't, And I, I think it has little to do with. Uh, but again, for me, I'm back to your crew. Right. I'm back to I don't see nothing on his Twitter. I guess that would be to me where he would issue an apology, but I don't see nothing. But to me, that would be on your crew. Right. Like, ain't nobody in your ear like, hey, you know, he dead, Right. Like, that's when I I leave that show legit. I leave that show. Mistakes like that. Somebody getting fired. Somebody's fired. So somebody legitimately got fired today. Like somebody, but but this is every time we, how many times have we done stuff like this? And it's just that now it didn't got to this point. There was nobody in his ear when he was like, hey, uh, don't nobody name uh, Armstrong playing for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> well, nobody in I his really ear. think he's being, it's sabotage. Like, it's just, it's it's so weird to me that we keep having these moments like that. This is the same moment as Armstrong. It's just now it involves somebody who died. That's a fact. Recently, That's a fact. So that means that you just keep letting these mistakes get through. Why? Because you're going to get social media clicks. Because he know, and guess what? Today, Colin Cowherd, biggest name on the news. Everybody's talking about Colin Cowherd. We talking about Colin Cowherd. ESPN will be talking about Colin Cowherd tomorrow. He, lo- he lives in that there's no such thing as bad publicity. I don't think, here's the thing. I don't look at Cal- Colin Cowherd like I look at Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless, double down on it. Well, see, that's Skip problem, though. That, like Skip, Skip will say, Skip will say something dumb like that, right? He tweeted out the dumb thing after DeMar Hamlin, and then he'll go, but I mean, there was a football game to play. He'll be like, all right, now I gotta work you So up. You know what I mean, I, I don't think Colin is that guy. 
I do do I think that he he's a opinionated guy, whatever. Cool. We're opinionated guys. A lot of people don't agree with our takes, right? That's that's cool. It is what it is. But I don't think anyone would sit here and say, Oh, yeah, P Kid is just gonna disrespect the day like that. Like, no, I'm, that's not I'm not that type of guy. He'll disrespect a lot of the living, but he'll never disrespect. I just I definitely disrespect a lot of person, but I mean, like we yeah. can talk about it, but like I'm not gonna disrespect the day. Like, I don't think Colin's that guy. Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to stick up for him and stuff like that, but I genuinely don't believe that there's like that's a new level of low. I think it's the moment of for me, the only moment I have issue with is that that name didn't instantly not to say it didn't instantly trigger it, but like there's nothing after that. There's no there's on, on the show. Right. There's no. Hey, you know, we screwed up on that. Like there's a certain time to own that if he doesn't own it via social media or if he doesn't issue a public apology tomorrow still on the show. Like if he if he doesn't issue a public apology by tomorrow, like because I think that's he's that type of guy. Like he's the type of guy. Be like, all right, we f this up. I'm not gonna sit there and send out a tweet. I'm gonna address it on my show tomorrow. I can deal with that. You know if he mean? does that, then I can't. You know, but that does mean he has to get his ship in order because two times newsworthy, and then at this point, it's gotten progressively worse it's getting worse something's not something's happening there he needs to fix it yeah somebody's in there or or it's one of those things where like i said right like and i don't know right like i'm not gonna sit here and act like i also watch the entire thing we're reacting to a clip that we're seeing on social media that's going yeah. on you know and i don't know if he came back or if there was a commercial break after that or not but from the outrage right it's telling me that and and from all the articles that i've read on it there was no apology issue there was no oh my bad issued right like that like you didn't go to commercial and then come back you didn't say hey yeah that's my bad that's my bad that's on me yeah I think it's too big to even say that you know what I'm saying like I just think about how I would address it because it was a it was a huge thing young kid you know a very you know a very tragic thing I think that the way it happened and the, how bad that joke would be if it's a joke, by the way, because that's a huge, that's a very, that's dark humor on times 10 on a national yeah. TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it just uh, deserves its own proper apology and things of that nature. And I think that that's something he has, he would have to fit in and didn't really, you know, show some sincerity behind it. Yeah. I, and that's why I'm like, I can see why he would move on to the next segment. And by the, he probably did figure that out and was steaming about it. But, oh, man. I feel like there's so many times where he just moved past the like, oh, we got the clicks. Let's do it. I don't I, I want to say he's not that person, but I don't know. I just don't. But hey man. It is what it we'll is. We'll see what happens tomorrow. You we got a we got a live show tomorrow. We'll be and live. By then we'll see if he apologizes. We'll be live <laughs> tomorrow, man. We'll be breaking down everything. Uh I'll be at camp, be coming back from camp. So uh I'll be tuned in, uh, giving you guys my reaction to first day of seeing Yannick and Gakwe. Uh, and what he's going to be able to bring out there. I don't even know if he's going hard yet. Yeah, he's probably just slowly working his way back in. Um, but, yeah, man, ton of content coming you guys' way. Almost to real football. My God, I can't wait to get to real football, bro. First game is Saturday, man. It would be nice to get to real football. No, it's, it's just – it's so nice to just see – at a minimum, just see people hit each other. This is you know, what we play for. I just don't want to keep trying to make up stuff. That's that's the point we at in the, in the season. Like, I can't wait to get to real basketball. Y'all know how how tiring it is waiting to see if Dame get traded. Hey, bro. So Dame. the rest of the league, my I have a channel called P Kid Talks NBA, and nothing is nothing there. We're talking hey. the, the hottest thing is Jeff Teague. 
Hey, Jeff what? T's podcast is great, though. I ain't gonna lie to it you. It is a good podcast. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I think he'd be capping, but because it's him and his brothers, and Marcus be getting hey, Marcus be getting fried on that mother, bro. I love it. Uh also the fact that Marcus T is like 30-something is crazy to me. But there's that. Uh hey man, appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us, man. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 to 7 p.m. as we keep rocking with you guys, man. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. One love. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.